in Buddhist practice, in retreats, sometimes in meditation groups, in monasteries, in Buddhist countries, and sometimes for people as they practice alone, wherever that may be. There can be a lot of bowing. And there are some people that choose not to bow. People have asked me over the years, why do we bow? What or who are we bowing to? What is this bowing all about? And particularly in Western culture, we're not used to it. We're not used to bowing to or for anybody. This morning's reflection is about bowing. And it comes from the writer and naturalist Barry Lopez. From his book, Arctic Dreams. Glaucious gulls, gulls fly over. In the shore lead are phalaropes with their twig-like legs. In the distance, I can see flocks of old squaw against the sky and a few cormorants, a patch of shadow that could be several thousand crested auklets too far away to know. Out there are whales I have seen, six or eight gray whales as I walk this evening. And the ice, pale as the dove-colored sky. The wind raises the surface of the water. Wake of a seal in the shore lead, gone now. I bowed. I bowed to what knows no deliberating legislature or parliament. No religion, no competing theories of economics, an expression of allegiance with the mystery of life. I looked out over the Bering Sea and brought my hands folded to the breast of my parka and bowed from the waist deeply toward the north, that great strait filled with life the ice, and the water. I held the bow to the pale sulfur sky at the northern rim of the earth. I held the bow until my back ached and my mind was emptied of its categories and designs, its plans and speculations. I bowed before the simple evidence of the moment in my life 
in a tangible place on the earth that was beautiful. When I stood, I thought I glimpsed my own desire. The landscape and the animals were like something found at the end of a dream. The edges of the real landscape became one with the edges of something I had dreamed. But what I had dreamed was only a pattern, some beautiful pattern of light. The continuous work of the imagination, I thought, to bring what is actual together with what is dreamed is an expression of human evolution. The conscious desire is to achieve a state even momentarily that, like light, is unbounded, nurturing, suffused with wisdom and creation, a state in which one has absorbed that very darkness which was before the perceptual sign of defeat. Whatever world that is, it lies far ahead. But its outline, its adumbration, its intimation, is clear in the landscape. And upon this, one can actually hope we will find our way. I bowed again, deeply, toward the north, and turned south to retrace my steps over the dark cobbles to the home where I was staying. I was full of appreciation for all that I had seen.